Mr. Theoretical Physicist Kip Thorne. Um, his name is not Mr. Theoretical Physicist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he wrote a book uh, about a lot of the, the uh, central concepts, the scientific concepts that are in this film. And Linda Opes, who's a producer who worked on, she was the woman who was responsible for Contact becoming a movie. Uh, she liked the book. She brought it to Spielberg. And Spielberg was like, hey, maybe we'll make a movie about this. And he hired Jonah Nolan or Jonathan Nolan, whatever you want to call him. Um, he goes by both. Christopher Nolan's younger American brother, as I like mm -hmm. to call him. And basically, he wrote he wrote a complete script for Spielberg that was very Spielberg-esque. And but like by the time that script was complete, Spielberg had moved on to other projects, and Spielberg basically was like, "Hey, why don't you give it to your brother?" And so like the first half, like the first fifty pages of the script were kept the same. So the first fifty minutes of the movie, everything before uh, they go to space is is from the original draft, the original or the original. Uh, uh, Jonah Nolan script, and then from that point, it's all Christopher Nolan. So if you want any, if you, if you don't like this movie and you want someone to get <laughs> mad at, and because because you don't think like Gravity uh, and Love is like because like, you know you're like a weirdo <laughs> that like doesn't feel things and doesn't actually like understand the pull of uh, spirits and whatever, like fine, like get mad at, at, at Christopher Nolan, like he's the one who put in the love concept. Uh, not um, anyone else. So, you know, I mean, if you hate Christopher Nolan, you already hate this movie. So whatever, you're already blaming him anyway. You're a lost but, cause. Uh, I mean, well, anyways. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it really just comes down to, I have a bone to pick with a lot of the people who don't like Tenet. Because, like, I'll get into it someday. <laughs> um, like, it's, you're, you're not, not supposed, supposed to fucking, fucking actually give a shit about, about what's happening, happening in the plot. plot. That's, That's not, not the point of the movie. movie. It's a fucking, like, meta deconstruction of everything that Christopher Nolan has been doing. If you're taking, if you're like, what is this? What? It doesn't make sense. Like, that's the point, motherfucker. You're supposed to look at the construction of the film, not the action. Anyways. I'll say this. That is a Christopher Nolan line of dialogue. Okay, like you've watched Westworld. You've watched all this stuff that Jonathan yeah. Nolan has done. That's a Christopher Nolan line of dialogue. Yeah. I mean, like, we're talking about the guy who wrote the line, no more dead cops into a Batman movie. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> things that have not aged well. <laughs> the Dark Knight. Yeah. Let me say something, guys. Movies can be perfect despite them having flaws. Christopher Nolan movies have flaws, yes. but that doesn't detract from what they succeed in doing. We can talk about Tenet later. I wish a movie could stop for a second, the characters could look at the screen directly and go, you guys get this, right? And then just not fucking talk about it. Just, mm. just keep going. <laughs> Cause like I have heard the fucking fold space wormhole line so many goddamn times. We have it's like, I know, I, I know how it X. works. Like like the like the next Batman movie should open with Robert Pattinson in a nice suit walking on 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 like you know like a white background, just walking up to this to the, the like the screen, <laughs> looking directly at the audience and be like, you know the backstory, right? Okay, and then we just start <laughs> the movie. You know, hear that movies. Stop wasting Scott's time. <laughs>
Because I've seen it before. I know how it works. And Mr. Romilly was up in the spaceship alone. And this is why I love Romilly, because there's a fucking movie about him that was never made, where he's alone That's on the great. ship for 23 years. And I want to watch that movie. I want to watch that fucking movie so bad. And like, I'm kind of surprised they didn't make a sort of like tie-in short film like they did with Gravity, where they made that short film about like the Inuits who are communicating with her through the radio. Like, I'm kind of surprised like nobody decided let's make a short film about Romilly whatever yeah like i just there's so much potential with that fucking character i there's so much potential with that with that that little section of the film that we don't the see very least, but also i mean i'm always gonna go on ao3 and see if anybody wrote the fanfic <laughs> what is ao3 by the way uh it's archive of our own but because it's it's three o's they just put ao3 oh, it's, it's a fan it's a, it's a yeah it's, it's what a, i mean there used to be fanfiction.net and then Fanfiction, who wow words. Fanfiction. That place was they had to. I don't know if they closed it or if it was like. I think the issue was like there was moderation or the administration of the site was being shitty to people, and so people were like, "We're gonna start an archive is, of is our own." Oh, I don't fucking know. I just know about it. I don't actually like go on there. I don't read fanfic. I don't write fanfic. I just know about it. <laughs> I've read one piece of fanfic. Oh, yeah? It was called Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh! Uh, <laughs> fucking boring ass book. Jesus That's Christ. right. God, I couldn't even bear to read that. I had to read like a line by line dissection slash uh, meta text of, of a humorous variety because I couldn't stand to read the source, source stuff. Yeah, that probably would have been better for me. So they go to man's planet, which uh, is this frozen, weird, like glacial planet where the clouds are frozen, and that's really cool. Yeah, where like they just they bump a frozen cloud. All of these, and I love, I love that every science fiction movie has this moment because it's fucking so stupid. Where they bump, they bump this, the 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 giant cloud. Every fucking alarm in the ship starts going off. Yeah. They don't address the problem. They're just like, don't want to hear it. That's okay. <laughs> I like when they're going through the world, the whirlpool, the wormhole, and all the alarms are going off, and they can't turn them off. So they just, they just keep going. It really adds to that scene. Anyway, yeah, no, but I just love that it's like, like, like every science fiction movie, every space movie has a moment where like everything is going haywire. Just turn off the alarm. It's fine. It's it's yeah. <laughs> it override. Basically, what happens is in the Tesseract, he's, uh, McConaughey is talking to TARS, and they're trying to figure out, like, the message that they should send and how to send this message. And, you know, like, he, he knocks over some books. 
He causes some like, you know, disturbances that we've seen throughout the movie. And there's this watch and it's the watch that he gave uh, Murphy when he left. And it's been on the bookshelf the entire time. And he figures out a way to manipulate, you know, time and space through love and gravity to move the, the second hand on the clock. And uh, Murphy goes back to the room and finds it and realizes that it is sending this equation back, which is the equation that they will need to figure out how to get this fucking, like, the spaceship off of Earth and how to, like, basically... That's the whole point of basically how to harness gravity in a way where they can create, like, a habitable place where the, like surviving members yeah. of humanity can launch the fuck off of uh, earth and go through the wormhole and get to the new planet. Wait, and, they don't, and, and they don't start... send the, they don't send the equation through the, the watch. They send that. He sends uh, the coordinates through the watch for NASA. No, the coordinates were, right? were, no, that was the, like when, like they throw the coin on the floor and it's in the dust. Yeah. But I thought, I thought that what he's, so he's like, so TARS is the one that sends the data back the equation. He sends it to NASA, doesn't he? Like he goes through the, and then like you know, no, Coop's just at, in the tesseract. Tars is the... with the fifth dimensional humans. He can't do anything. But he talks to him. He talks to him. Yeah, but that because that, they're allowing him to. That's what he says. But, but so confused now. Shit. <laughs> no, I know. It's but no. What what Cooper is sending back is the equation for the spaceship. To work. Okay. Because the, like the missing piece of the equation that they need. Okay. <laughs> Whereas earlier, earlier it's in like the pillars of dust that they yeah. see. That, that, oh, that's those the are the coordinates. Oh, okay. All right. But the, okay, whatever. I don't, I don't fucking care anymore. I wanted to also say. You should care. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that I really liked uh, the sequence, I guess, in the beginning where she writes down the coordinates or they're, they're figuring that out. You know, just the whole thing where she's trying to figure out what the bookshelf is, what the deal is, because it really reminded me of um, the MIT mystery hunt, which I guess technically I've never done, but Ellie has done many times. And uh, that's just fun because that, that you'll just like be given some shit that doesn't make any sense and you have to like make sense of it. It's very fun. Anyway. We live in Massachusetts. That's where we live. We're doxing ourselves very vaguely. <laughs> okay, so whatever. Uh, he sends, he, he yeah. sends whatever you send. <laughs> so the message gets sent back. Where if he finds the